the Brand Herald podcast, where leaders explore how great brands are built. Join Landon Wade, owner of Goodson Clothing and Supply Company, as he interviews business leaders and marketing experts to learn about the successes and failures of building great brands. One last thing, the views and opinions shared by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're live, and I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Brand Herald Podcast, where we have conversations with leaders building awesome brands. And one of the things that I've been talking about in recent episodes is trying to kind of expand the podcast a little bit. It started primarily with customers, and we were expanding the focus to really just talk about building brand because we feel like it's very misunderstood. And so I'm Landon Wade, the owner of Goodson Clothing and Supply. And I'm excited to have Julie Block Pearson, the CEO of Stratos Creative Marketing, as my guest today. So first of all, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. I'm excited about this. Me too. And uh, we're big on relationships. So I always like to kind of point out, you know, how how this came about. And I'm a member of Vistage and Bryce, who's on your team, connected us Mm -hmm. kind of because I knew him through Vistage and he was asking me about my podcast and and said, you know, I'd like you to meet Julia and maybe you guys could do a podcast swap. So that's the first time I've done anything like this. We just got done recording one on your podcast, which real quick, tell them, tell them what it's called. Oh, it was about swag and merch. I, we don't have a title yeah. for it yet. So, um, Oh, you don't have a title for it. All right. She's recording. Good. So we'll get that information put in the show notes. But we'll put it once it's ready. But it basically is a conversation of where Landon converts me into somebody who loves swag. That's so exactly that's exactly right. what yeah. happened. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep our listeners updated on your podcast so they can listen to it too, because we do care very deeply about branding and learning about it. So that's that's what we're going to try to do here. But before we get to some of that, we always just like to let people get to know you, the person, first. So if you just take a few minutes, tell us where you grew up, maybe high school, college, family, just tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I actually grew up overseas. Uh, my parents worked um, in South America for 15 years. So we moved there when I was three, left when I was 18, um, where I went to, I moved to Chicago um, and went to school at Wheaton College. Um, so spent like my college years and a few years afterwards in the Midwest, Michigan, Indiana. Illinois and Wisconsin, like I hit all four. And then there was this winter in Wisconsin where it was 90, it was negative 60 degree wind chill. Uh, And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I, on a whim, moved out to Utah where I knew a few friends, but nobody else. Um, Since then, I met my husband. We got married. We bought a house. Um, We were, um, we met a a month before COVID shut everything down. So we were, we count ourselves lucky. Um, and now we have a daughter running around. She's 15 months old and we love her. We have three dogs, which is too, too many. So if anybody wants two dogs, I'll give you them both um, for free. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and while we're here, like we love hiking, we love traveling. Um, we, we just got back from a 10 day camper trip. We just bought a camper and we hit up five national parks in 10 days, which was so fun. Um, and I needed a vacation from my vacation when I came back. So <laughs> that can be that way too. You know, I, I looked over, I, you probably saw me looking over here to the right. Cause I got a second screen. So when I mentioned that I went to Cedarville university and you kind of acted like you were familiar. So Wheaton yeah. piqued my interest too. So are they like, 
I, it's a, looks both, like it's a Christian um, school as well, right? Yeah, they're both like liberal Christian schools. So um, I think Cedarville yeah. might be smaller. I'm not sure. Wheaton might be smaller. I have no idea, but I looked at Cedarville. Cedarville's so. probably mm-hmm. 3,500 to 4,000 students today. It's grown a good bit, and they're actually NCAA now. They were oh, NAIA cool. way awesome. back in the day. Yeah, I yeah, have no so, idea. So I... <laughs> Yeah. I went to oh, Wheaton and then I like peaced out. So um, I love, gotcha. I have some gotcha. great friends from Wheaton, but I have honestly only been back once. So um, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, this is just one little section that we've added that I, I really like because I think it gets even a little bit deeper to the person. So I'm just going to ask you just some fun questions. Yeah. And then we'll get into talking about Stratos and the other, um, you know, companies and things that you work on and, and then talk about building brands. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right. What is your coffee shop drink? Oh, I don't like coffee. So I would always go for a chai latte. Whoa. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So. Interesting. I've met more <laughs> and more I people I lately, coffee. I feel like, that don't drink coffee. But see, you th- see, like, I love the smell of coffee and I love, like the coffee vibes but you give me a cup cup of coffee and i will be sick afterwards so like there's something in it that just like really bugs me so mm-hmm. interesting yeah okay all right good all right you've got three hours to yourself which probably doesn't happen often what do you do oh never <laughs> oh god i did? feel like that's <laughs> i feel like that's split between taking a nap um going to target <laughs> or um, watching TV. And I say that as like my former self pre-kid would have done very different things. But right now, if I have yeah. three hours to myself, I'm like, just don't get touch to me. Everybody leave me alone. <laughs> you sound like my <laughs> no. wife. That's exactly, that's what Rebecca would say. She's like, I would go anywhere that I can go where it's quiet and no one needs anything from me. Yeah. I know. Three hour shower, uh, maybe. I have no idea. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, this one I like. Uh, what book or podcast would you recommend right now that that you're reading or listening to that you're getting a lot out of? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my go to. Um, so for everybody who doesn't know, like um, we do a lot of social media, and so because of that, like my favorite book that I've ever read, um, in relation to that is they ask you answer by Marcus Sheridan. Um. He outlines um, really a content creation um, philosophy that you are taking the questions that you're asked by your customers and creating content around the answers. It like it like shouldn't be as brilliant as it is because it's like, well, duh. But um, the whole time I read that book, I was taking like I started the first chapter and had to stop go get a notebook because I had so many ideas while I was reading it. And that's how I know a business book is good is if it's generating that many ideas. So highly recommend You know, it. it's like a lot of things. It's um, simple there. I mean, I, I always say, I say it this way. I don't think generally we have an information problem. I think we have about all the information that we need to do what we want to do in mm-hmm. life. We have an execution and application problem. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, that is so simple, but, and, but it makes so much sense, but it's just like a lot of things. We just don't do it. We know what to do. We don't do it. Well, and if you take his philosophy, it makes everything a lot simpler too, because suddenly you're not creating something from nothing. You're creating something from these words that you're saying all the time, just in conversation. You're just writing them down. Yeah. 
That's excellent. Well, that's a good segue, actually, to starting to talk about Stratos. And uh, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, I was reading, I, you know, I pulled up your website. I saw that you, um, and I'm not going to steal your thunder, but you kind of did what is uh, a, an interesting and, and somewhat common, not common, but a story that's been told a lot since COVID, which is you left a job to start this company. So I'll leave it to you. Tell me about Stratos and yes. where it was founded, who you know, and so on. Yeah. So Stratos started five and a half years ago as uh, Julia Block LLC, um, <laughs> where I was very um, solo. Um, the reason I left my previous job was because I had dealt with some sexual harassment and the company wasn't dealing with anything. And so I was burnt out. Like I had been in the nonprofit world for so long. I was always the youngest person on staff. So by being the youngest, I was always put in charge of the website, the social media, even though that wasn't my job. So I had kind of self-taught all of these digital skills. And so by the time I got burnt out, um, felt really disrespected by the organization, I was like, all right, well, I have three months of living expenses saved up. So let's see what happens. Um, Maybe somebody will hire me. Um, Two months prior to this, I had had a friend who I wrote a social media campaign for their nonprofit for Giving Tuesday, and they raised four grand from these measly social media posts. Uh, And I was like, maybe somebody will pay me to do this. Um, So left, never turned back. I had a part-time job. For all of you who are like considering making the leap, like, don't be dumb, like get yourself some income. Like I had a part-time job mm, at the same time a great point. because I needed to be able to not be stressed. Um, I also went from living uh, in in like an amazing location in Madison, Wisconsin to living 40 minutes outside of the city in like this little town nobody's heard of. Um, so I could cut my rent in half um, so that I could afford life. And so that's how desperate I was, was to get out and do my own thing. I knew that I had always wanted to, but I didn't think it would happen when it did. Um, and so since then, six months to a year in, um, we started hiring some team members. Um, eventually, we rebranded to being Stratos Creative Marketing. Um, now we have 12 11 or 12 team members on staff. Um, We have anything from like web designers to social media content coordinators, because that's kind of like the bulk of work that we do. Um, We definitely do more work in the social media um, space, in content, in ads. But then we also want to serve people who need the emails to follow up with their leads. And then we also want to create websites for people. that make just like a beautiful landing page for their leads. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. And and I think to your point, there's some, I mean, what I hear in you telling it was like you, you did it, but there was a lot of strategy and, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't just walk in and quit one day and figure it out. It definitely was something that you had a plan and you right. executed on the plan to do it. Right. Recently, I was speaking with a graduating senior who's trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, and they had told me that they they loved like what I do. like. Um, but what they love about it is the fact that I get to travel. Uh, I get to make my own schedule, like all of the perks, um, which are all wonderful. But then when they asked me, well, I mean, how, lo- how many years did it take you to not be stressed and feel like you were stable. 
And I all but laughed in their face. <laughs> because I was I'll like, let you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like five years in, like the stress is different and stability looks way different. But like on any given week, probably one out of the five days, there is like a day where I'm like, ah, something's going to like um, implode. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah. it's different now, but it definitely is not like a stress free. Um, and I think that oftentimes entrepreneurship gets glorified and I love it. Like I'll never go back. Um, but I don't think that it's for everybody. Um, and so I like, that's one of my missions in life is to make sure like, if you're going to do it, like do it right, do it well. And don't fool yourself to think that it's all sunshine and rainbows. So I do agree wholeheartedly that it gets glorified. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think that people need, and it's almost like they're afraid to talk about it, but I'm like, look, if someone said to me, they wanted to start a business, I would say, you need to be prepared to Mm -hmm. probably make sacrifices you've never made before. And you also need to make sure, I think at some point that you have some idea of what kind of return would you require to make it worth it? Mm-hmm. to worry about all the things that you do not have to worry about as an employee. And oh. I'm very supportive of entrepreneurship. I want, you know, people should do it, but I think they need to understand, like, it definitely comes with a lot of things that, you know, mm-hmm. that you have to worry about that other people that have jobs don't. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, um, one really good example is um, maternity leave. When I had our kid, like, that was actually one of the most um there was a lot of things that went into it to make it like stressful, but preparing for that was extremely challenging because I knew that I had wanted to take time off. But I'll tell you, like, even when I started as a freelancer, I was very single, had no prospects, no husband prospects. Um, but at the time, I knew that if I started a family, I would not want to be working the same hours that I was working as a freelancer. And so I would say it took me four years to prepare to have a maternity leave to like get the company in a place that I could say peace out for two months um, and really take that time. Like, I don't think people always think about how much prep work has to happen beforehand. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. no doubt. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let's spend maybe the the rest of our time just talking about, you know, brand and, and and what, what you and I have talked about a little bit, what I said when we kind of debriefed a while back is, my opinion on brand is that is it's very misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I think if you asked ten people to define brand, they you'd get probably ten different answers. Those same people would have brands that they love, brands that they don't like, and I think they might struggle to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that brand gets made out to be as if it's something very scientific, like that you can just there's just a recipe to build a great one, and I don't necessarily agree with that either. And um, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a tough it's a tough topic and it's a topic that we live in, but we don't live at the level you do at the agency level. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we just start, just talk about just your view of brand and, and then we can start working down the funnel to talk more specifically about how you go about, mm-hmm. you know, helping clients build it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think branding is really complicated. And I also think that if you ask 10 marketers what branding was and then 10 non-marketers, you'd get 20 different answers. <laughs> like even, I, agree. I yeah. think marketers don't always have the same definition. Um, so I think like practically, like a brand has like your practical pieces, like your brand guidelines, which includes your logos, your colors, 
things like that. Um, I think that then there's like the narrative piece of brand of like, well, what story are you telling? Um, how are you inviting people? But one definition that I really have been living in lately is how your company makes people feel and that being your brand. Um, does your company make people feel welcome? Does it make them feel um, like they're cared for in a professional way or more in a nurturing way? Like, do you have their back? Um, I think like... Um, does your brand give people this lightheartedness? Um, there's so many ways that as a company, we can help people feel. And I think that when we take that into account, that becomes this like um, other arm um, or other branch of what your brand can do for people. Um, and I think that one is the one that makes people come back. In the end, like um, a cool logo, like will make people come back because it's cool. But like this brand loyalty um, is really founded on how you make people feel. So that's what you, I would say. And I, yeah, <laughs> I agree with all that. That's, that's excellent. I love the idea of, you know, brand being how you make people feel. We talk a lot here about, you know, because of the space that we're in that we really deliver value primarily right now in two ways. It's the relationship that we have with our customers and the experience totally. that we provide. And that's, if, in fact, that's where we add value, then that is where we have to make sure that we're investing too. not only, I mean, actual dollars, but also just investing in terms of, you know, how do we go about building relationships? How do we go about creating a great customer experience? Mm -hmm. I am curious, with that in mind, when you're talking to customers, um, it's one thing to kind of know how, you know, sort of retroactively, how does a brand make people feel? How do you go about helping people who are maybe either creating a new brand or, or trying to decide what do we want our brand to be? Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you like um, a little bit of how Stratos itself makes sure that we keep make like help people feel good about us proactively like um so we're not always looking retroactively but that has gone even into like our systems like we want to create like a clean presence on social media we want a beautiful website like we want all of our design to line up but like the the what has to happen is that then you have to deliver the results um, or yep. what people are expecting to have that experience um, because then experience builds that relationship. And so for us, like we're promising all of these or we're delivering all of these really great tips on social media. Like we're wanting to give away. We give away so much that I want people to say, wow, if Stratos is giving away this much, like what is going to happen if I pay them? <laughs> like that's what I mm. want them to wonder. Um, and so once they do become a paid customer, we have all of these systems to make sure that they know that they're supported. I think the worst thing is when you buy something and then um, the person that you buy from or the company that you buy from suddenly like, you, you feel like the floor has dropped out from under you because you're like, what just happened? Um, because the sales process was different than the delivery process. And so for us, that looks like creating really um, comprehensive discovery guides. It means strategic calls with people at different at different times in the process. Um, and so that's what it looks like for us. For a lot of our clients, when I'm working with them, either on their website or um, 
on their marketing, I'm usually saying like, okay, so that's what um, you want. Can you deliver that? Um, So recently I've been working with somebody who is a coach um, and we've been doing some lead generation in terms of ads. So building her email list. Um, And so we've just had these conversations where we're like, okay, like this is what you want to offer them. Like your coaching session. What does that coaching session actually include? Like just saying like, oh, I'm going to offer my people coaching sessions. Like that doesn't actually give me anything tangible to then um, tell the client so that they know what to expect. People want to know what to expect. And I think that that gives them the experience that then creates this like loyalty or trust factor. Um, I think that that is like you got to give them what what they can expect and then you have to deliver them. So sometimes with my clients, we have really hard conversations where they'll tell me a list of things that they that their client can expect. And I will say, OK, well, that's great. But will you deliver all of those? And then I make them go back through and say, OK, actually, I don't think I can deliver that. Or, oh, sometimes that they don't want to like some of like, especially coaches that we work with, they're like, oh, I actually don't want to meet with people every week. Like, well, then let's not promise that (laughs) because if you're not going to do it, then that's going to create this rupture between you and your potential customer. And that sort of rupture is really hard to repair. Um, And I think that that creates this bad feeling towards your brand. So I love, there's several things I wrote down just as you were talking. There's a, you know, one of them is I've talked about that. I think what you're describing to me is sort of these operationally led companies. There tends to be like, you know, uh, and especially I think the bigger the company, there tends to be more of a push towards operations and finance tend to lead the company because, you know, for obvious reasons, but they'll be like, Hey, marketing, go out and make promises. Essentially that's all marketing does is they're going out and making promises, Mm -hmm. make promises. And then once we get a client, they'll tap them on the head and say, we'll take it from here. But then there's a huge breakdown mm-hmm. in the expected experience and the actual experience, mm-hmm. um, which automatically starts to erode trust. And if trust is eroded, then, your then eroded they're never going to tell yeah. anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so so I love that. And, and it's funny, when I started Goodson, one of the things I said early on is I said, we're going to be the opposite. We are going to be a marketing-led company. We're going to build a brand. We're going to talk about the experience that we're going to provide. And then we're going to look at operations and finance and say, now you guys execute on that. Mm -hmm. And that is not common in most companies. It goes the other way. Um, And I I would say like a marketing-led company is also a customer-led company because marketing and sometimes sales too, depending on how your company is like formulated. But if marketing is trying to speak to your customers in a way that the customers want to be spoken to, then suddenly you're becoming a customer-led company. And I mm. I love that and like we we aspire to do the same thing. It means to me this strikes me as kind of like what you were talking about a minute ago when you talked about the book um what what did you say it was called? It was like They how, ask you answer. It's obvious that um, it seems obvious. So this idea that you're saying, hey, like, it's almost like building the brand from the inside out. Hey, let's make sure we have a really practical discussion about what promise do we want to make? Can we deliver on it? And we're building out to the brand promise that we're going to make because we want to mm-hmm. start with what can we actually do? What do we, not only can we do, mm-hmm. but what do we want to do? Um, mm-hmm. Again, seems pretty obvious, but there's not a lot of companies that do it. 
Right. I mean, um, one of the, so for those of you who are in marketing, you may have heard of the book, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I've become story brand certified and it's an excellent framework. One of the things that we talk about is the problem. So, um, Rewinding a little bit, we talk about like um, there's the practical design portion, there's also the narrative portion, and then there's also the feeling portion. So this book really tackles uh, tackles um, that narrative portion, like what story is your brand telling? Um, and one thing that we talk about a lot is problem. The bottom line is that if a company is not solving a problem, it's not going to stay in business very long. <laughs> Uh, and that is like, there's a lot of companies or freelancers who start up thinking that they're going to solve a problem and they may perceive it as a problem, but if the customer does not perceive it as a problem, you're not going to be able to sell or market yourself or anything like that. And so this just goes back to like, if you're going to solve a problem create a brand promise that solves that problem, suddenly like you're going to be like working this magic of this customer-led company. If your problem does not exist, you're not going to be able to solve it, not going to be able to create a brand promise. Um, Or if your solution is to be a different problem and you're not communicating that, then that's another brand problem. Like, and so like, I know I'm using those words interchangeably, but like in the end, like you have to know what your problem is. You have to know how to communicate that. Um, And if you can do that, then you can have this customer led brand that makes and gives people this really great experience so that they keep on coming back. Man, that's so good. Yeah. I even wrote down like, what problem do we solve? Because I'll tell you, even as I sit here and I'm thinking through what you're saying, I mean, we're guilty of it too, where you just get into doing the work mm-hmm. and sometimes you can lose sight and maybe even understanding of what problem you're solving. Right. Um, sometimes we get so busy because people are asking us to do things. We even, I think, forget what problem we're solving. <laughs> so we're just like, you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, I've, I've churned a lot of business, but you know, what, why do we exist? I, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Cavanaugh, who works for me, one of my top sales guys, we sat down during COVID and we had sort of a cigar on the back porch moment. And we looked at each other and said, why does this, should this company exist mm-hmm. or should we just go get a job? Totally. Um, so, and, and, you know, we felt like it should, but even as I stand here, I don't know that I would have a clean and succinct answer to what problem do we solve? It would oh, probably wow, be some rambling. <laughs> I can tell you <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, right? I'm, I'm all here. <laughs> based on our, so everybody, like we just did a, a different, like we just recorded an episode for my podcast, Marketing in the Wild. I mentioned it already. Um, Landon converted me into this um, believer that swag and merch has its swag place. Swag buying um, <laughs> maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing everything now. Uh, but I would say it's kind of what we just, what we ended with, like, I am a person who can go on the internet, go to like a drop shipping place, but the whole time I am nervous um, that I'm going to be spending money on something that's not good. Um, And so I can tell you that that's one of the problems that you solve is that you're working with people who are like, hey, I have an idea, but I don't know how to make it come to life. Um, And I don't want any of this cheap crap (laughs) that other people are giving away. So like, how do I create this? Um, And so I would say that's the problem that you're solving. And if like, even if you can speak to like that nervousness, like, um, like 
there are a lot of other people who do what you do. But if you can say, well, yeah, we help people make swag, but actually we help you not be nervous, not waste time, not be stressed out on that process, like that's going to differentiate you from everybody else. And so I think then yeah. that's where like a brand promise can come about. Like, um, but if that's the problem that you solve, then suddenly you're you're taking like my words, who's not a customer yet, uh, and using them to like drive this messaging um, so that I feel taken care of. I don't feel stressed. And so that I come back, even if Goodson was more expensive than any other place, I would want to come back because I would know that I was taken care of. That's what I would say yeah, is your problem. That's, that's interesting. We say on our website, we can we help you find the right you know, not just products, but the right products for your brand. And we, we talk a lot about curation. And so a lot of the things that we do is we tell people, look, we're here to sort of clear away the noise of the industry yeah. and say, when someone says, you know, I want a coffee cup, we say, that's, that's great. But if you go to four imprint or the like, you're going to get, a, you know, 20 pages of coffee cups. We're going to give you, do our best to give you 10 to 15 that we either know that we love or that our customers love. Um, and so oh, yeah. Then, and then know, in four imprint, understanding that we have, out- Right. On four imprint, you got to figure out if it's like one color print or multicolor print. Like you, like I have to do so much more legwork because I don't understand it. And so I think that that's like you create this like safety net for people, but it's also this like premium service. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're making me rethink not charging any service fees here. Uh, well, just don't <laughs> charge me any. But, OK, so. <laughs> that's right. No, I mean, that's like like a, a, a barter and trade for some consulting. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's stay on track with like, okay, you know, I I love the definition of, of brand sort of, and and then anybody listening to this, I think would have a great takeaway of like, think about your business in terms of, you know, what problem do I solve? And, and again, I take that challenge myself and realize that's a question I need to be asking frequently to remind myself and our team, Hey, don't get caught up in doing the work every day. The work that we do every day is super important, but always remember the problem we're solving, why we exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then start to build your brand out from there. Um, so then the next, you know, and, and again, a couple of things I saw on your website. I mean, it sounds like you guys are big on lead gen. Uh, mm-hmm. You get this really interesting thing called DIY social media club. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could speak to that. But so now you start figuring out, okay, now once we've decided, you know, what problem you solve. Uh, and, and for our purposes here, let's just assume that maybe the logo and colors and some of the basics of what we what a lot of people might call branding is is done. Sweet. Then how do you start walking it out from there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after we figured that out, like after we figured out like what problem you solve, then what I usually want my clients to do is figure out how they're going to show up in that problem. Um, StoryBrain uses this term, the guide. Um, the guide, like just like Frodo had Gandalf, um, <laughs> Luke has uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like all of these great movies, there is the hero and there's the guide. The hero has a problem. The guide shows up, usually with empathy and authority. So at that point, we want to say, okay, as a business, how do I want to show up? And so I mentioned earlier, one of the ways Stratos shows up is by giving away advice for free <laughs> all the time. We have brunch and learns that you can come to. Like um, our next one is going to be about like Canva hacks. Uh, and so we want to just give away advice um, so that people know that we know our stuff. So that's like the first part. But we also want to do it in a way that is empathetic, that doesn't say, well, you're dumb for not knowing these things. <laughs> it's 
like, hey, we didn't know these things either until we learned them. Um, and we think that this might be helpful to you. And so um, with that, that's kind of where our DIY social club even became a product. So what was happening was that we were having people approach us for social media all the time. We do a lot of done for you work for big clients, but it starts at a grand a month. So it's not inexpensive. And just like swag or merch, sometimes the ROI for social media is hard to interpret <laughs> because it Very falls much. into this yeah. brand of it falls into this brand awareness bucket. Um, and so we were having people who approached us and would say, Hey, like, I love this idea of hiring you because I don't know what to do, but I can't afford it. And so we created this DIY social club really out of our position as solving a problem and being the guide because there was this sect of people that we were like, we want to help, but we can't. And they were leaving us feeling disappointed, um, feeling bummed out, feeling just as confused. And so if we talk about this brand feeling even if they couldn't use us, we wanted them to feel good leaving us. And so we actually created this product out of that, like wanting to serve these people so that they felt great about Stratos, so that someday if their company exploded, they could hire us um, for done for you. So we created this DIY social club. We basically give you... Um, 12 prompts, like they're fill in the blank. Four of them are done, ready to go. Like you could literally plop them on the calendar and they go out for you. Uh, the other eight are fill in the blank. So we create these general posts that you as a company can come in and fill in the blank and make it your own. They all have Canva templates. So you can add all of your brand colors, logos, all of those things. Um, and suddenly you can do the same thing for your customers that we're doing for ours. Be the people who show up giving away free information and do it with kindness because we've created these templates to do just that. And so it's helping create and build your brand, um, building that brand awareness. So without like breaking the bank, um, because they're all templates. Um, and then we, again, show up as the guide because we're there. We have weekly meetings with all of the club members. Um, so we can show up and help them. And so that's a little bit of an illustration of like how we continue to show up in this brand, creating this feeling for people. Um, but then you can use some of those same tools that we've created to do the same thing for your people so that when people come to your social media, when your customers, potential clients come to your social media, they say, wow, this person is giving away so much free stuff. I know and trust them. Like, let me pay them. That's really what we want to create for our customers. That's excellent. It's, uh, and actually, you've just kind of reinforced something. We've been one of the next things we're going to launch, and we don't exactly know what to call it yet, uh, but it's more or less going to be us choosing topics that we know our customers uh, would like to know more about, which is you know cool. things like screen printing, the different ways, the different methods of screen printing yeah. and why it can be done on certain shirts or embroidery, what, you know, stitch counts and all the different, you know, some of the different uh, pitfalls of, of embroidery and so on. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I think that the idea of giving, and, and frankly, a lot of people in our industry would, they don't like that because 
there's a feeling that some people have that if they give away that, it's like they're giving away the secret sauce. Well, if mm-hmm. I tell them how to do it, they won't hire me to do it. But what you find is that is so not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, yeah, this this DIY program is, is is excellent. I love it. And I'm sure that it leads to a lot of paid customers at much higher levels. Yeah, it's been really fun because in the end, like people still don't want to DIY. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, no, that's like true. once they once they realize like how and I'm sure it happens with you guys too, like people don't realize how much work it actually is. Like and so once yeah. they realize how much work it is, they're like, Oh, I'm actually gonna pay somebody else. I have never given away too much free stuff. Um, I would say ninety nine percent of our clients um might find us through different channels, but once they realize how much we're giving away, they're like these people know what they're doing and i think that like giving away free stuff actually does the opposite it's not you giving away the secret sauce it's really you guys showing people um again what to expect so that you can be consistent i think people you know again start with why it says people do business with people of like mind and they do Mm -hmm. business with people that they trust and that they believe have their best interests in mind and when you start Mm -hmm. giving away really you know true value for free uh, it goes a long way to build Mm -hmm. trust and make people realize you have their best interests in mind and uh, and it also lets them. And so something we talk about, you know, you talk about how how to how to uh, that brand is like how do you make people feel? We define mm-hmm. we talk about brand and say we want to communicate the personality of our company. So all the things you're describing totally. help people mm-hmm. get to know the personality of our company, and then they can decide very quickly Absolutely. whether they think we'll do business well together. No, I totally agree. I think you're spot on. Yeah. Um, this is excellent. I, you know, I've really enjoyed it. We're kind of up against time. So I want to go ahead and wrap up and let you get back to your day. But I think that, you know, I hope that people who have listened to this have gotten some takeaways. I'm a big believer in story branding. Um, so some of just the, the quick bullets for me is just like asking yourselves, you know, what problem are you solving? And mm-hmm. the next thing is thinking about, okay, how do I go about uh, some of the conversations that you said, you know, put yourself mm-hmm. into this. It's funny, we call our, um, we actually call our salespeople, customer guides. Um, oh, I love and, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's very, it's very in line with what you're talking about. But um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, A, they want to take advantage of some of the free resources you offer um, or start to get in touch with you to see if you can help them, tell them how they can do that. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram. That's where I would say we're most active. Um, but Instagram we are Stratos Creative. Um, you can find me personally at Julia Block Pearson on Instagram. Um, and we have a ton of free resources. So I told you, like, we give away a lot of stuff for free. Um, and so if you go to our website, stratoscreativemarketing.com, Stratos is S-T-R-A-T-O-S, creativemarketing.com forward slash resources. We have everything from 101 social media prompts to... Um, our favorite lead generator titles. We've got like email hacks, like you name it, we have it probably. And if we don't, tell us and we'll make one. <laughs> um, and so check it out over there. And um, that way you'll sign up for our email list as well. So, Yeah, no, that's excellent. Um, well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I enjoyed doing yours, uh, your podcast. And yeah, like I said, this we'll is keep so fun. Listeners. Yeah, updated. And uh, we'll make sure that some of the contact information is in the show notes. So, uh, Julia, thanks again for doing this. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, we'll be calling you up for some photo camper swag. So (laughs) that's what that was the other thing I was going to say is that you said that people can find you online, but then they can also find you 
uh, at the uh, farmer's market with the photo camper. Yes. Yes. So we have a, another business called photo camper. Um, you can find it online, Instagram at photo camper. Um, but if you're in the Utah area and want to come and hang out, come to the bountiful farmer's market. It's one of the smallest ones in the state, (laughs) but it is so fun and they have such good food. And tell me that you listen to this podcast and I'll give you some photos for free. So. Heck yeah. Actual embedded value to listening to the podcast for the first time. <laughs> All right, Julia, thanks. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. No problem. Thanks, Landon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brand Herald podcast. For more information, please visit thebrandherald.com. Also, please subscribe to our show and follow us on social media to stay up to date on all things branding. Thanks again for listening.